The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. It is the Unpack Podcast here from acmepackingcompany.com. And SB Nation, talking about your Green Bay Packers. Follow the show at The Unpack Pod on Twitter and on Instagram as well for pictures and videos of my dog. I'm Zach Rapport at Zach Rapport on those same platforms. I'm dialing it in from Albuquerque, New Mexico, coming to you via the official Glenn's Not Dead Yet Memorial Zencaster account. Thank you, Glenn. I'm joined by the usual crew, Nick and Alex. Nick, how are you doing? I'm good. Um, you can't, you know, for the for the listening audience, which is everyone, you can't see the playoff baseball going on behind me. And Zach made mention right before we got on. Um, the Brewers are on. We're in the, what are we in? The sixth inning? Looks like some and highlights. They're not, not showing you. Yeah, it's just the highlights, which is a few. There, there were a couple in the first inning for the Brewers, and then it, it's all been downhill from there. So a very successful season otherwise is going to come to a sad crashing halt after a two-game sweep in the first round, it looks like. Um, but, you know, that's that's the plight of a, of a Wisconsin baseball fan, as long as I've been a fan. Yep. yep. But other than that, man, I'm good. I, uh, I'm going to – this is it's kind of like – I'm going to have to concentrate real hard to not be distracted. It's kind of like when you're at a sports bar and you're trying to talk to someone, but there's also a TV like just above their shoulder. That's <laughs> yeah. what, and I can see it like clearly enough. Anyway, it's fine. Yeah. Alex, how are you? It's, I just saw somebody like hit a pop fly to the shallow <laughs> outfield. You two are the only ones who can watch the game. I'm facing the other direction. I appreciate I you putting it on for us. Off. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's kind of yeah, like being exactly. in like a real sports radio studio where there's like three screens showing a bunch of sports happening. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I am doing well, if that was your question. Yes. Yes. Uh, um, <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. It's been nice. It's been a nice week. A little fake mini buy so you can get healthy. Exactly. Yeah. Mini buy. Got an extra day of the weekend to do with what we please. That's always something nice to look forward to. Enjoyed a uh, Packers free Sunday. As uh, Zach, we have always talked about how how liberating that is. Um, so I took advantage of that. And uh, yeah, here we are. The opportunity not to experience pain 
is uh, makes for a good Sunday. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Allows the uh, pain scale to recover a little bit and reset. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, it's all good. I'm just going to kind of just forget about that game. I, it's pointless. Like, it's yeah. like it's Thursday night and it, I feel no different about anything that we have begun to believe about the Packers. So, uh, I'm not no gonna, I'm not gonna get too down about it. Get hurt again. <laughs> yeah, always. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess 34 to 20. Obviously, the game we're mentioning losing to the Lions, pretty much a um, a thorough dismantling. We got some fun stuff planned on the show today. Do we need to talk at all about the Lions game at this point? Not like we're hiding the ass kicking, but um, there have been about 107 podcasts already talking about this. But we'll put a bow on it. If anyone has any thoughts you can put a bow on it it feels like it was a year ago is one thing i will say (laughs) the second thing i will say is uh we did go to tom and jerry's and i hate that that is the taste we have left in our mouths Mm. after uh at least for me um going back to tom and jerry's for the first time in what is at least a full season and a half maybe like two full two or three full football seasons. I mean, it's been ages. It's been forever, yeah. I walked in there with so much enthusiasm, and then there was a like work happy hour event that just wouldn't end people who are not watching football with vests on, even though it's still like 90 <laughs> degrees in October, <laughs> late September, and I was kind of annoyed at that. Um, but, you know, then the game started, and I was like, the Packers defense looked incredible. I, I just felt like I had so much energy and enthusiasm uh that was drained out of me by the packers so yeah. i blame them for that not the venue were um, there brats at halftime no i don't know oh, yeah man. yeah i don't yeah i don't i think maybe our um brat supplier has moved on to i don't know Maybe he's found another uh, another haunt to supply his brats at. Maybe he's moved out of the city. But yeah, we we kind of noticed around like halfway through the first quarter, we're looking in that back kitchen where the light was usually on. We're like, <laughs> oh, doesn't look like there's pretty, a lot of commotion going on back, back there. there. Yeah, that was always a way to soothe our <laughs> to to soothe our sorrow and uh, help lick our wounds. Was to if the Packers were down by any measurable amount, you could just. Um, eat your way through it still a chance that he just doesn't do short weeks yeah like thursday exactly. thursday is tough but yeah. it could also be you know it's a, a lot of dead cap this year so it might be a cap casualty <laughs> yeah i don't know we'll see right. i'm holding out hope that a that a sunday this year uh there will be yeah uh, yeah yeah we'll be back at we'll be back at tom and jerry's it's 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 no indictment of the establishment you just get that the fun sucked out of you when you blink and all of a sudden you're down by two scores so but yeah, nothing much else to report. O line got eviscerated. Um, weird week, short week. I know you could make the same excuse on the Lions side as well, and they traveled, um, and they had their own injuries. But yeah, we hadn't really seen Jordan Love panicked like that yet this year, which is bound to happen. I mean, if your <laughs> interior line is getting dominated that way, I'd be panicked too. Anybody would be. Um, I think all things considered, I don't feel that bad on balance about how he performed, given I agree. that he was running for his life. I agree. Totally. <laughs> I want him to play better, but I've cut the guy some slack. Yeah. It's a, it's 
earn the tape game as far as I'm concerned. Alex, I um, I am 100% on board with your sentiment. Um, doesn't make me feel any different about this team. We knew these weird games were going to happen along the path. So stay the course, baby. Feel all right still. Yep. Well, speaking of how we feel about this uh, team, uh, we're four games in. People keep saying quarter poll. Not really like they 17 games now, so it's like not really true, technically speaking, but we're gonna run with it. And Alex, you had um a great idea, I think, for a, for a tasty segment called the quarterly business review. You want to tee that up? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, yeah, I just I mean, look, my wife works from home, she works in uh, not that it's specific to tech, but I do feel like. Uh, at least, you know, I work in a sales role and no one ever refers to like the meetings I have regularly as QBRs, but I feel like (laughs) all I hear when my wife is working at home is her just perform a million QBRs, uh, quarterly (laughs) business reviews, which is basically when you look back at the previous quarter. So in this case, the first quarter of the season, you say a bunch of stuff to try to make people feel either good or maybe slightly nervous about uh, the quarter to come yeah. uh, or good about the, you know, their performance in the first quarter and whatever it is. And it's a whole bunch of corporate jargon that uh, is, yeah, I don't know. So I was just thinking, you know, if the rest of the world is doing it at their jobs, why shouldn't people who play a when, game for a living? When you've got to, you know, dev that biz, you, you need a QBR <laughs> to see how much biz you've devved, you know, over time. Exactly. <laughs> exactly that. No, I think you you uh, said it well. You know, most of us, I, I can speak um, to that as well, working a corpo day job full of jargon and sometimes some, some feigned enthusiasm. <laughs> Nick, you're nodding along while drinking what looks like brown liquor. Yep. Yep. I'm uh I wish I, I wish I could be drinking the brown liquor during my two PM uh QBRs, which it's funny, I hadn't really re- uh, I hadn't heard that acronym before. And when you texted QBR in the group chat, I was like quarterback I'm confused. Rating? Yeah, I'm confused that word this doesn't make sense next to quarterback rating, but Zach seems to be on board. I'm like, ah, that's what it is. <laughs> yeah, I, I really do think it's like specific to people in like tech sales. It's just like that. They just like rattles off the tongue. It's like all I hear. But for yeah, I I didn't really. I mean, it is. I would say it's it probably spans uh, all kinds of industries. I would guess. Yeah, yeah, you're probably right. But for some reason, not ours. Um, ours being what Nick and I work in. Yeah. Uh, even though it's very businessy, but whatever. Anyway. Anyway. Let's uh let's get started. I'll kick things off um with uh, my presentation. I'll uh, pretend to load up the the deck here so everyone can see <laughs> on the big screen. And some people are going to turn their cameras off in the middle of the meeting, which is rude. But, you know, sometimes it's a camera off day. I get it. Um, <laughs> and, uh, he's, he's, he's leaning in. I'm, <laughs> I'm all the way here for it. Anyway, this is like my life. <laughs> 40 hours a week. Um, all right. So we'll kick off. We'll, we'll, we'll kick off uh, the QBR at this time. So, um, so far... The week-over-week performance of the defensive department under CDO, that's Chief Defensive Officer Joe Barry, has been far <laughs> below target. And um, frankly, the forecast for the rest of the fiscal season is not looking good. 
Um, there are a number of factors, though. There are tremendous headwinds in the marketplace, particularly due to uh, being hamstrung by payroll limitations. But that said, you know, the board had previously been told that Joe Barry had the employees he needed and the acumen to respond appropriately to market forces. Um, so far, that has not turned out to be the case. Um, and it particularly in comparison, I'm going to pull up, pull up a chart here. Look at this graph, everyone. <laughs> Uh, in comparison to um, competition in the field, run defense continues year over year to be among the worst in market. Um, I want to be frank with you all here, re uh, recommending Joe Barry's removal, though I expect that uh, <laughs> you'll say yeah. that we should you know, table that and circle back after the conclusion of the uh, fiscal season. So with that, I'll take your questions. <laughs> wow. Man, imagine being put on blast like that in a in, in a company wide meeting. <laughs> Got to fire this guy. Yeah, he's earned it, man. Um, one way or another, uh, Zach, that was that was beautifully done. Thank you. As as, as beautiful as um, the the corporate jargon can be done. Um, I um totally agree with you, but I went with a I went with more of a one on one approach. Um. Um, targeting um, someone who's on the team, who we see a uh, a lot of potential in, and um, I'm I'm taking this one-on-one -on -one meeting with with Quay Walker. So, um, you know, we're gonna this is this is just this is one-on-one. -on -one. We're closing the door behind us. Um, I'm talking directly to Quay right now. Oh, this is like a this is like a performance improvement plan, or yeah, yeah. We do, we do these like we do these uh, our our team at least does these quarterly little check ins, um, gauge where we're at, where we're going, and where we want to be. So um, Quay, you know we're, we're we're a quarter of the way through your second year with us, and it's clear that your talent is completely unparalleled. You have as much potential. As anyone across the board, your metrics compare extremely favorably within our team and among other teams as well. Uh, you're you're toward the top of the leaderboard in all areas and metrics where we need you to be. Your eagerness, your tenacity, and your drive to be a team player and to make yourself an indispensable asset um, that we need is 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 all the way there. And it and it, it really comes as no surprise to us internally. Um, you of course come out of uh, a top institution, highly decorated. Um, so we had high expectations for you um, that you are, you know, at at the very least meeting and oftentimes exceeding. You become a team leader. You serve as a conduit for the leadership team to communicate important messages, and you have a command of the group that you know you certainly lead by example. Um, through that fire that really burns within you, and now, and I and I say this as constructively as possible. Um, everyone thinks it's a good problem to have um, internally, though. And taking into consideration some murmurs we're hearing from outside of the organization as well, we just wonder that if at times that fire that I alluded to and that burns within you might sometimes cloud your judgment just a touch, pragmatically speaking, of course. Um, <laughs> We're, we're all here very proud of some of the measures you've been taking um, to take time in that company wellness room, um, practice some meditation, some reflection, and you've made some incredible strides year over year, looking back at you know where you've come last year to this year. 
um, there's still a, a few things that jump out to us. And when you <laughs> and when you lunge at some of those opportunities head first, we we just want to make sure you're thinking cautiously and that you're protected. And by way of that, that our team is protected. Um, it's just that when you have what you think are the best intentions in mind and respond very quickly and very emotionally, it sometimes can run counter to the best outcome for our team. More often than not, this is not going to be the case, Quay. Um, but if we are to provide some constructive criticism, because we, we do want you to grow within the organization, um, it's even if you were to take a millisecond to consider some of the potential ramifications, um, we might be in a better spot. Uh, but overall, you're in a great spot with the organization. Keep doing what you're doing, and good luck moving forward. <laughs> Looking forward to checking in next quarter. <laughs> this is like, I heard a little compliment sandwich in there. That's very nicely done. Yeah. Uh, some good, some good pun action. I want to uh, pause for a second because Quay Walker, I feel like is is related to what I was talking about with the defense and and, and Joe Barry. So we can tr- unpack that just for a second before we get to Alex. But. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So you 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 hit in there some nuggets about the uh, the special teams play in the Lions game, uh, jumping over the center there. Um, is that are we are we mad at Quay? Are we mad at Joe Barry? Whose fault is see, equal? See that it's it's equal, and it could be both, right? Like it's it's understanding what the rule is, but I didn't know what the rule was until I learned after the fact. So I mean, Joe Barry. If he puts you in a better position there and, and is in your ear about that, it doesn't happen. But it's moreover like he he I was really happy with how he played because he was the only player on that defense toward the end that like seemed to like give enough of a shit to be making some of those efforts. Yeah. Actually and the defense didn't even play all that terribly. It was just <laughs> let's not do that. It, yeah. <laughs> Well, but uh, but I but also it, I got to quickly uh, point out and correct the record It's a bad job by me because that's a special teams play, which is Rich Passaccia, not Joe Barry. So I just want to. No, yeah, know, actually. Yep. I got to clear the air because correction. someone's going to tweet at me. Yep. Good. Good. Good correction. Someone's going to X at me or whatever they <laughs> they're going to yeah, post at me angrily. So <laughs> I don't know. It, they're, it, it, it's more just bad position and then but you hear joe barry after the game and it's almost it's it's more it's more deflection and more like oh well you understand like it's some of the cat and mouse stuff that um when you're in they're in 11 personnel so we have to stay in nickel i'm like all right well you still got to defend it and there's more to it than just like oh that's that's just how it worked out so try again next week i saw Uh, i forget who posted it but someone had posted because Joe Barry, you're referencing a press conference that he was he was talking mm-hmm. in recently, and he had said something like, "We we have to and we will play better run defense." And someone posted that quote with like the meme of the guy like staring at himself in the mirror and pointing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, some self affirmation. I'm like, all right, Joe, mm-hmm. like talk is cheap. Pal. I mean, I, you know, I'm I'm just a simple caveman. I'm not a, a, a smart football mind, but there were some plays in that game I'm watching. I'm like, what is, what is the goal of this defensive play? There was like that, um, that rushing touchdown that the lions had. I remember wa- like watching like a completely just unprepared scheme wise. Like it was just, it was clear to me, the idiot on my couch, like this is all wrong. This yeah. is all wrong for an obvious running play that is going to score a touchdown. That's exactly what happened. And again, like, I don't know. I just, 
I know we don't like yeah. to harp on Joe Barry too much because it's, it is like beating a dead horse, but I was fired up listening uh, yesterday to reporting as eligible and, and hearing um, uh, our own Paul, Noon, uh, Paul Noonan basically just say, like, I can't believe, like, sometimes I just forget, and I can't believe Joe Barry is still here. I can't believe they didn't replace him. It's kind of absurd um, yeah. at this point, especially uh, on his end, Paul's, for diving into the numbers about just how bad. Joe Barry has bet in his tenure here. It's basically never been a good DC. Pretty much never. No. And anyway. the only time that he's bailed out is when our exemplary talent bails him out, yeah. um, which is what Quay Walker kind of did with 19 tackles. But that means 19 tackles means that um, <laughs> those running backs and, and uh, whoever else, Amon Ra, who had a, a decent game, not a spectacular game, but he always carves up the Packers a bit. They're all getting to the second level. Yeah. Like you're only. You're only getting 19 tackles yeah. if there's an opportunity to get them. Not a big Joe fan Barry of was... tackles as a stat. AJ Hawk yeah. had a lot of tackles. Yeah. All right, Al. Right. <laughs> it's time for All your right. quarterly business review presentation. All right. So uh, I will be, and mine is sort of a performance review as well. But um, you know, my QBRs that I have to perform in terms of my direct reports are specifically to the uh, the wide receivers on this team. Um, so if you could, Zach, next slide. Um, <laughs> sorry. Yep. I got it. Uh, yes. So we wanted to start just by saying, uh, you know, first, um, to all of you, uh, you know, stating the obvious, we feel that we've, you know, asked many of you to step into a senior role much earlier than you would expect, um, at this point in your careers. So, uh, you know, the constructive criticism, um, that we give you, just take it with a grain of salt and know that we understand that this is still very early on um, in what we hope to be long and uh, successful careers for you here with this company. So, um, you know, we take a look at our workplace culture surveys, and these are <laughs> anonymous. Um, and we noted <laughs> that uh, the specific team uh, had a higher percentage of people feeling overworked and also the department being understaffed. Um, obviously, we recognize that Christian was out on leave. Um, for almost uh, the entirety of the quarter. Um, so we do, you know, again, take that into account when looking at these numbers. But, um, you know, HR takes this survey and this feedback extremely seriously. And, um, you know, in the comment sections, not too many people mentioned that about Christian. So uh, maybe even with him uh, returning um, from leave in Q2, you may still feel this way. Um, I will say, you know, as a leadership group, we feel that uh, the attitude on this team has been positive uh, the entire time, even when things have been down and, and, and maybe you feel like you've got too much on your plate. So we do um, appreciate that. Um, I wanted to just quickly highlight, um, you know, someone that we felt like took a very big leap in this quarter. Uh Romeo, um, talking to you. So, um, you know, in terms of outperforming the metrics and quota this quarter, uh, I would say that it, you were exemplary um, and we're hoping that you will continue on this upward trajectory and many others will follow. Um, mostly because uh, we feel that a lot of people in this room um, could have a future in leadership in this company. Wow. Um, I really do believe that. So, uh, in terms of action items going forward, you know, one good step um, to continue to uh, be a positive influence on our company culture, which is somewhere we ranked very highly uh, on this round of surveys, um, 
and also give yourselves the tools needed to meet quota. You know, I think spending more time um, with Jordan would be really helpful, um, whether that be taking it upon yourself to schedule, you know, weekly one-on-ones, maybe uh, bi-weekly one-on-ones, happy hour after, however you want to do that. I think the the more time you can spend with Jordan to kind of break down some of these silos um, that uh, have formed amongst our teams would be, uh, would be better. And additionally, you know, if you feel that you need something like the ball, um, <laughs> you know, we encourage you to speak up in a, you know, and keep it positive, you know, and, and take risks, you know, we empower you to take risks, like maybe risks deeper down the field than the five yards that we typically do, uh, on a day-to-day basis. So, um, you know, if you feel you can break out of your routine, um, come to us, you know, we're, we're all ears. We would love to, uh, to hear that, but, um, overall, you know, I, I have to hand it to you. You know, we understand it's a really rough climate out there right now. Post pandemic world, it's been hard for all of us. So, um, <laughs> yeah. and we, uh, we just want to say that we appreciate what you've been doing. Wow. I'm, yeah. You're getting the, you get the polite golf clap for that one. That's nice. You got a silo ref in there. Post pandemic ref. Yeah. You got to have all Coming that up big in the clutch. Um, so <laughs> You know, it was kind of as expected. Like, if you just look at, like, if we are, I guess, after the first quarter on Monday night, we'll be a quarter of the way into the season. For not having Christian Watson, like, Dobbs having three TDs. I think there's only, like, one player in the league who's got more receiving TDs than him and small sample size. Pretty good. Um, I know it's not really anyone's fault. Yeah, just need to throw the ball down the field more. Like I, I just want to see these guys get more opportunities. You know, I really do. Yeah. Um, and I feel like Dobbs specifically is still someone I feel like can be really good. Um, but it's like a double-edged sword. Like he's like Watson's out, so maybe he can kind of step into a number one role. But Watson being out probably prohibits him from blossoming in a way because it's such a singular focus. Because everyone else around him is like even less experience so um i guess it's kind of as you would expect from the receiving core they went into the season with yeah um, i think they which, have been throwing know, the ball down the field quite a bit there's just a, a low completion percentage on those throws right now which you know to the point you made in your in your in your review you got you know more one-on-one time happy hours you know connect sync up with uh, with jordan and get on the same page Musgrave is the highest yards per target right now. Maybe he's the deep threat. I don't, you know, like without Christian Watson, like maybe he's the guy they try to stretch the field with. Can we but pause you, on Musgrave uh, for a second? Because I know we were texting about this before the show. Yeah, but... I was just going to say, you, you were less than impressed and you're like Mr. Tight End. I am. I'm Mr. Tight I just, I just like when the Packers have a good tight end. It's, I don't know. It's my, my weird football quirk. It's not based on anything other than being the like, tall slow white kid playing football <laughs> well you must not have a lot of joy in your life because that hasn't happened very <laughs> often happened in a yeah. long, long time man yeah. um but you know musgrave is someone who running down the field uh running routes in practice you see like every ounce of elite athlete he looks amazing and then he gets a ball in his hand and he looks like me i've never <laughs> seen a bigger drop off uh, between the skills someone demonstrates when they're just running around versus the skills they demonstrate once they get the ball in their hands. And there was, I think it was in this game, he went out with a concussion in this game early, but there was a, there was a play where he catches the ball 
and then you know he's he's turned around he's facing the quarterback and he catches the ball and he goes to turn around and it's like turning a tugboat around or something it just took mm. felt like it took five minutes and and i'm worried that he, i want him to be great i'm worried that he's not that good and some people will say oh t- tight ends take a, a long time to develop um our buddy john Meerdink actually did a little dive into whether or not that is true um recently and, and we were kind of dming about that recently and it turns out that's not actually that true if you are going to be a great tight end, you are pretty great already coming into the league and sort of the amount that you uh, uh, excel or regress is actually not that much. No one comes into the league being uh, no, most tight ends don't most tight ends who end up great don't come into the league being like yeah. kind of disappointing. That's kind of funny because I feel like that position itself used to be the position that a bunch of guys who didn't play football until late in life would play, right? Like it was like basketball players, et cetera. So if they really do take a long time to blossom, what do you say if the guys who were like bound for, you know, college basketball and then were like, I guess I'll play on Saturdays in the fall and, you know, we're all Americans and then like really good in the NFL right away. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't know, but might you... Might you have unfair expectations because he has giant lumberjack sized shoes to fill in your heart? <laughs> the, possibly. The position it's possibly. Is, yeah, the position is a totally uh a totally different position than what it was a decade ago, too. Like you're a you're just a a, a big fast wide receiver now. Like and that's kind yeah. of like you're not like He's well, not specifically to be... for that, yes, for the like the pass catching tight end, yes, the, yeah, yeah. He's his Musgrave's hand should not be in the dirt that often if we're using him to his full potential. So, um, instead of the lumberjack sounder, should we have a boat horn for Musgrave <laughs> now after boat. the way you've described his agility? No, I don't because I don't, I also like I don't want to pile on. I feel like I came on. I came on pretty strong there saying he looks like me, but I'm apologizing. Well, I've never seen you catch a ball, Zach. So, you know, the jury's still out. (laughs) Me neither, frankly. Uh, (laughs) um, I'll just, I'll just end by saying I really, really am rooting for him. I want him to be great. I want the Packers to have um, a dangerous tight end game because I think that's, that's what they were banking on. That's part of, that was part of the offensive strategy going into this game is taking two, tight ends early and hoping one of them panned out into a feasible pass catcher. And I still think he could, he's, he's broken loose and gotten downfield on, on some plays. And there was that one, I think it was the first game where he like cramped up, uh, caught that. It was like a 37 yard pass and cramped up and couldn't, it was like a surefire touchdown, but his leg stopped working, which is I'll give him a pass on that one. It was like 85 degrees and humid first game of the season. But anyway, I like tight ends. I want backers to have a good tight end. <laughs> Go I Luke think he's. I, I don't. I I have a lot of faith in him still. All right. Like, I yeah. For no for no good reason other than like the 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 measurables like in terms of his athleticism. I just I hope he learns how to not fall over. Like his his yak is putrid. So if you just can <laughs> find a way, yeah. Luke to. Uh, to do something after the catch, because that's really where the tight end is the most successful in all offenses. Like the like, we don't need you to be Travis Kelsey, but don't be Kyle Pitts either. But also, if you could be Travis Kelsey, if you that could would be, be awesome. yeah, we're not going to complain. 
All yeah. right, well, I'm going to ride the coattails of your optimism then, Nick, and, and hoping so. that he that he pans out. All right, guys, um, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, uh, can do a little uh, poetry and, and some prop bets. All right, we are back. No pee-pee breaks, although, um, Alex, are you drinking a High Life? I am. It's I could see the silhouette of the bottle. It's oddly, it, it's making me, I'm kind of thirsty over here. It's making me really want specifically an ice cold High Life. Mm-hmm. I, I love a High Life. Uh, was saying I wasn't going to have one, then I sat down to do this pod and thought, oh, I think I have one of those in my fridge. This exactly is one. Time, I just had that, yeah, like a really cold, the only one. It's not a, you know, it won't be a session. It's just one High Life for the pod. Uh, and it's hitting the spot. So get a little burpy, burpy. Maybe we'll get a uh, McCarthy impression out of you. Yep, exactly. <laughs> Deeper into this, I get the more likely it is to come out. So <laughs> I'll right, make guys. sure not to mute myself. No, let us hear it. Oh, natural, my friend. All right, uh, we are going to do some poetry, um, and I'm going to go first. Deep breaths, essential oils. It is said that the autumn wind is a raider, but this wind blows soft. (laughs) (laughs) I mostly uh, am just sort of teeing up that I, after really getting our asses kicked last week and getting a little mini buy and hopefully getting a little healthier, Feeling pretty good about this uh, this game against the Raiders, who, um, again, referencing uh, reporting as eligible, Paul pointed out um, yesterday on their show. For some, there's this weird phenomenon happening where, for some reason, the general consensus is that the Raiders are a passable football team, but actually they're not. They really suck. <laughs> they're really bad this year. The Raiders are very bad, um, and they are very bad in a lot of ways that the Packers uh, should be able to take advantage. Um, very similar to the uh, Saints in particular. And that's not to say that the Packers will definitely win this game. I, you know, again, six and 10 for me is the goal. This Packers team is capable of losing to anybody. However, this is an eminently winnable game. I'm feeling fairly optimistic. I'm going to try to check my emotions going into the game, check the pain scale, find the Zen moment, but feeling, feeling pretty good about this game. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Although there are a couple key factors that the Packers defense in particular tend to struggle against, and that is a really good running back and a really good wide receiver. And it doesn't really matter who's throwing the ball. I could see Devontae Adams going for 100-plus, and I could see Josh Jacobs going for 100-plus. So um, keep keep them at bay or even don't keep them at bay and just overperform on offense because that Raiders defense is no good either. So the Raiders offensive line, um, best I understand is pretty putrid. And so if they can get pressure on the quarterback, I feel, I feel like this should, this should be kind of a get right game for the defensive line after kind of getting blown out of the water by, 
a Lions offensive line who's among the better ones in football, but that aside, they just came to play more physical, and it was it was tough to watch. I expect the Packers defensive line to come out with a little more push, a little more fire, and and the Raiders offensive line is very bad. So I I expect a victory on that side of the ball, and um, you know when that happens, I feel like that's half the equation. Yeah, to a victory. I sure hope so. This we can't this this schedule and I still continue to marvel at it. Like two and two is where it, the Packers could and maybe should be three and one, or I mean one and three rather. Um but they're two and two. And that's that's uh, a great spot for them to be, considering how easy the schedule is the rest of the season. And then like to your point, this Raiders team is no good. They got some extra time. They're getting back. Hopefully Elton Jenkins. I don't know where Stokes might fit into the equation. Aaron Jones. <laughs> I don't even want to get Aaron Jones had what? Six carries. Six, was it six carries or six touches? He did not touch the ball enough. Oh, and when he did, he was getting flipped upside down. <laughs> yeah. It's like blocking my eyes. Nerve wracking. But yeah, maybe, maybe they're, hopefully they take a, a few more liberties with the, with the buy on the other side of this game, but they just got to get the ball in their playmakers hands. And they're, they're favored by a point right now in Las Vegas, which shows some confidence in the Packers, not as much as we'd probably like to see, but you're right. Like this should be a get right game. I really hope it is. I, I don't know if how big the drop off is between Jimmy G and, whoever that other guy with the mustache is <laughs> throwing the ball. <laughs> but, yeah, no, Jimmy, G, Jimmy G's beat up the Packers more times than I'd like to count. Aiden O'Connell so, is the backup over there. Aiden O'Connell, that's his name. That's that fellow's name. Yeah. I hope you're right, buddy. I hope you are right. The gunslinging mustache. All right, uh, who's going up next? <laughs> Um, my, mine's also uh, a, a autumnal adjacent, season adjacent. Right. So, a pumpkin spice haiku coming up. <laughs> Seasons change, and two, must the practice of those who care to roam new paths. I know we're not supposed to pile on Joe Barry, but... (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. We're not supposed to pile on A.J. Dillon. Yeah. We didn't want to pile on Luke Musgrave. Joe Barry is open season. season. The QBR, uh, his removal was being called for, if I remember correctly. Also, I took that more as like, that's more of like a board meeting setting where they're talking about like executive leadership and so that's where i went i know you guys went the one-on-one route so. it is to vote <laughs> yeah <laughs> i actually had end of the quarter in, in in the not too uh distant past i had a um someone within my literal work organization tell me which is like su- such a jargony dumb thing to say but the uh, the old adage, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. And that's Joe Barry, baby. I mean, Matt LaFleur literally said that at the podium. 
Did he actually? I didn't yeah. hear that. I think he was oh talking God, about the run defense after the Lions games. Like we we can't stop. Do it is insane. We can't we can't continue to do the same thing against the run and expect different results. It is insane. Well, all right. Well, there you go. So I don't I don't know. <laughs> all right, perfect punctuation. Nothing else to say there. Yeah. I mean, he did come back. I think the day day later. I don't know if you guys watched the the immediate post game presser after the Lions I, game. But I, just saw him, was, I just saw him destroy Bill Huber. He was so feisty. He was not a, and then he came back the next day and he opened up by apologizing to Huber and everyone was like, you don't need to apologize. And he was like, actually, yeah, no. yeah you kind of do. <laughs> so, yeah, that, oh, I mean, that's, feisty. that's, that's where we're at right now. Yeah. The weather, the weather's changing. I, I've officially converted from the, the iced coffee to the hot coffee, not quite the pumpkin spice. Mm. But uh, throw the little light jacket on. As the as the weather starts to change, we really start to uh, move our way into football season. I would like the Packers defense to um, make some changes accordingly. Like what? Not too much to ask. <laughs> Just the the D coordinator or what? Uh, this is like uh, now I'm like channeling my inner justice because while I do think that it is fair game to pile on Joe Barry, I think justice also likes to point out the roster is not as good as we want it to be or need it to be. And like what, you know, like Joe Barry, like, yeah, the scheme has problems and you can have problems with the way some of these players are aligning. But like Joe Barry's not missing tackles. Joe Barry's not. I agree. Jumping he's not, over the center on a he, field goal. He's, he's not biting on, you know. Or play action, um, play action, and like Rasul Douglas getting burned, um, and um, Jared Goff after the game, or at least this is alleged, telling him, "Yeah, we knew that <laughs> you were going." Yeah, to we had off. that on tape from last year. We saw you do it. We're gonna do. We so we decided to do it again. They they, you know, a, a lot of he he said exactly that, and a lot of people will, I think, talk about Thursday games, and maybe we did it a bit too of just like. Oh, they can't scheme anything. They can't develop a strategy. It's just such a BS game. But here the Lions are a day before this game, and they are finding ways on film to exploit this, like putting new stuff in the playbook. I don't know. They were just, we don't have to keep going back to the game. Packers were outclassed in that game. Anyway. Yeah. Got their lunch money stolen and got shoved in a locker. But. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I this is this has got to be a, a this is this is an opponent that is not tougher than you. So get it right, get it right, or pay the price. Mm-hmm. Sorry, a little salute your shorts reference. Um, Alex, <laughs> you got a uh, got a poem for us? I sure do. All right, written minutes ago. We saw you counting the syllables. <laughs> Stakes never higher. The red eye home from Vegas. There is no worse flight. I mean, I've never done it, but think of the countless amount of people who have gone to Vegas and taken a beating, a big old L, and then had to get on a red eye back home. Just don't be those guys. Please. Just don't be those guys. My haiku is about how I think the Packers are going to win this game. 
where it's eminently winnable and your haiku is please win for the love of God. I mean, it's just, uh, you know, to play on Vegas. I mean, it's just like you either, either go there and you just lose your soul and you go home a broken mess. Husk or you can go there and do some good things with a little bit of money or in this case, a, your third game of the NFL season. And all is right in the world and you get on with your life, you know, short week after that. It's just it's it's way too relatable to other people who go to Vegas. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, just uh, just get it done. I don't know what else to say. Like Nick <laughs> yeah. said, they're a beatable team. Packers are, I believe, a one point favorite. That uh, that's really tight. That's probably it could change before this even gets posted on the feed. But um, that's for a reason. You know, the Packers are a two and two young team on the road. And they're still a favorite that that's that tells you a little something yeah. about um about vegas there so um it's kind of a segue into degenerate corner once you start talking about the lines but they they can indicate something it is a packers team that got absolutely demolished but it's also one that's had extra days to prepare for a bad team maybe joe barry isn't one of those guys but matt lafleur <laughs> is one of those guys that i trust <laughs> to take advantage of that that time and um you know, we had a lot of hamstrings, man. We had a lot of injuries that need rest. Yeah. And um, it's very timely. So um, I'm relatively optimistic. But lingering in the back of my mind is the idea of like, you know, being in air at like two in the morning, <laughs> going back from a long one in Las Vegas and just being like, oh, well, this is just. <laughs> Hopefully there's yeah. no Wi-Fi in the flights. You don't have to look at your bank account. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Or watch game film sleep. in this case. You we were need. drunk, but you've sobered up and you're on an airplane and you're just yeah, barely and like, alive. Then you'll like walk into your apartment, throw the keys down the counter, the sun's coming up and you're just <laughs> like, this is the low point of my life. <laughs> yeah. So anyway. How many um, uh, Packers fans do we expect to be there? I, I don't know if you guys have watched any um, would... Vegas games, but I'm curious how well road teams travel there because um it's obviously the it's the biggest destination city for for any nfl franchise i would think yeah it's any any well-traveled fan base tends to be the overwhelming um fan base in, in vegas from what i've seen thus far so i would expect the same to be the case right now but I don't know. I it, it's also just a giant party there too. Like there's DJs yeah. set up. There's there there are like slots on it. I've I've never been, but there are like slots in the in the in in the stadium. Like so, everybody who's there. I, there there can't be very many uh, Los Angeles slash Oakland Raiders fans who frequent what is the what whatever the name of the stadium is. So yeah. I, I I would ex, I would expect a good a good showing from the Packers faithful and um, a lot of people maybe traveling to see the sphere as well you know that's like uh-huh. one of the, that's like True. an insanely cool thing um, but just to go to Vegas in general I, now it's not the NBA so I don't really feel like this happens as much but is there like any concern about like a young team like in Las Vegas on like a w- weekend like leading up? no I, I just feel like that doesn't happen in football yeah, right? not really I'm not worried about it Allegiant Stadium by the way yeah the I name. was I just I just came to me to Allegiant Stadium like, they don't, there's is. not like the Miami flu like the players who, who go play the heat <laughs> and stuff like that there's not like the Vegas virus or something <laughs> that young guys catch I don't know I doubt it um 
Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if the curfew will be enforced on a Sunday night. But there's really there are really no nights off in Vegas. I mean, you're talking about like you're talking about, you know, Alex. You're talking about the '90s. You're talking about when people had to be degenerates analog in real life in 3d and now you can just do it on your phone you know you can do whatever you want on your phone on a computer (laughs) vegas idaho wherever so maybe it's a little bit you know tamped down a little bit just gamble responsibly (laughs) gambling problem tweet it just as mosquito at jumosk on twitter Uh, (laughs) one day he's going to be annoyed at me for doing that um all right guys why don't we uh speaking of gambling step out on to Degenerate Corner. Maybe this is actually the strip at this point. We're <laughs> out of New York. We're on the strip. Someone's throwing like those porn cards at you. <laughs> you're just yeah. trying to get from A to B and you're covered in porn cards. I've only been to Vegas once. That happened to me a lot. All right. <laughs> um, looking at the... Uh, the the bets that we placed last week and i see a lot of red here guys yeah a week to not not only should the packers run the tape we should just delete that uh little section out of the google doc because it did not go well for us nope um jordan love 16.5 rushing yards over did not happen I'm a little surprised on that one also surprised wait amon ross st brown 72.5 receiving yards he only had like 50 something, which is crazy oh. because he had a score and I thought he was going to, I mean, like you look at a player like that playing against a, oh. you know, this Packers secondary that, is, that they had. That is so annoying. Uh, by the way, had the Jordan David Love rushing total everything. been 0.5, it still would have been under. <laughs> yeah, he was too busy running backwards. So um, <laughs> that uh, that was a, a wild miss um, on that one. And then I believe Nick nominated Wicks, right? Didn't even get a. I mean, did he get a target? He had one target, no catches, target. no yards. Obviously, uh, so yeah, not great last week. But not great, Bob. We are uh, we're on that red eye. <laughs> yeah. Red eye home. No, this week we're gonna clean up in Vegas, and then it will write up. I wish there were some more because it's a Monday night. They not as many props available as we'd like to see. Yeah, um, I'll take one that's not you know crazy not player involved just speaks to how i feel the game will go um and i will take the packers team total points uh 22 and a half and i will go over because i love that they uh they've started slow but their second half's pretty good and think about how poorly they played uh on thursday and i think they well they scored 20 yep 23 in this game, a game you're favored in um, against a, you know, as a rested team against a bad opponent. I mean, you know, I I think they can stumble into that one pretty easy. Um, So uh, I will take the Packers team total 22 and a half. Uh, I will go over. I don't know if Nick would agree. Yeah, I think that's fun. I'm on board with that. Yeah. Uh, now, what happens defensively? I, I kind of don't want to get involved in that, honestly. <laughs> like that's another yeah. reason I'm staying away. Uh, I guess we don't get any Devonte Adams props yet, right? No, but you know what? Be nice. If you scroll on DraftKings, the unofficial 
slash quasi official um, gambling partner of the Unpacked Pod. All the way over on game props, there is a section for TD props, and this one just kind of s- sticks out to me. Longest touchdown yards, and the over under is at thirty eight and a half, which just seems very high to me. Like, yeah. yes, it, it essentially it's a bomb. That's saying so, there will be a, a 39-yard touchdown if you take right, the over. Right. Yeah. And it's it's even money on either side of that. So, yes, Devontae is always a threat for that, but I'm – and I guess like – That's for Aaron either Jones. team? Yeah, it's just like longest touchdown of the game. The only reason I don't like that is because like I don't like being put in a position where I'm rooting against my team to have like a big play touchdown I, if I yep, were to yeah. take the under. Yep. Yep. Well, welcome to um, <laughs> why everyone bets the over when they, and they're and they're overly inflated. Come on, baby. Jobs. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm not I'm 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 not saying one way or the other on that. I'm just that that is one that just stuck out to me. Yeah. Um. Oh, you're not saying that. Okay. Now I mean I might uh, come game day I might tick I might the sprinkle right. the <laughs> sprinkle the under. But like you're gonna be talking to some Raiders fan friend and you're gonna be like hundred bucks yeah. straight up. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the old C-note. Never going to live that down. <laughs> I know, so stupid. But you know what? I'm going to I'm gonna kind of tail you, Alex, because Jordan Love right there, two touchdown passes. I'm going to get back on that one. Yeah. The over one and a half is at minus 110. And to get to 23, 24 points, you figured a couple touchdown passes are in there. They don't run the ball effectively, so he's got to be slinging it. So I'm going to take that over. Okay. Yeah, I like that. I like that. I mean, yeah, who the hell is going to run the ball and score touchdowns? Uh, you, you know what? Like, I, you know, I was going through, I was doing the, the QBR for the receiving group. Um, mm-hmm. If you do the QBR for the, <laughs> the running backs, I mean, this is like, uh, this is pathetic numbers, man. What, yeah, whatever. If AJ Dillon's rushing yards is under ten, <laughs> maybe take a look at that. I don't know. Like he, like they, they pound him enough that he should get to ten yards. But I know it's only four even... games, but he doesn't have a rushing touchdown. Jordan Love has two. Yeah. Um, through four games, he has uh, forty-four attempts for one hundred and eighteen yards. That's two point seven yards per carry. Yeah, so he's getting ten That's plus yucky, attempts man. per game, and yeah. just doing nothing with it. Yeah. yeah, keep running that big boy outside the tackle. See how well that works, or even inside the tackle. It doesn't make a difference. Just running him at it all doesn't matter. Yeah, it's actually amazing but, they've been able to have the moderate success they have had so far, given they cannot run the ball, no running game at yeah. all. Like literally, yeah. just no production there. Yeah, um, it's almost impressive. I think it is impressive. I mean, it's impressive for love, a young quarterback, you know, something we noticed in the bears game. And we've seen a little bit uh, after as well as, as for, for such an inexperienced quarterback, as far as real NFL snaps, being able to kind of like look off defenders and, and deceive secondaries with, with his eyes. And he's not doing it all the time, but doing it a, a enough. I, yeah. I think it, it's, it says good things about the passing game, although the results aren't, are, aren't always there, but, this the the running game what can you say again if it was a quarterly business review it'd be you'd be fired i don't know i don't know what 
No, I have no more metaphors. You're just you're doing a terrible job. We'll see Q2 if they get the department is hemorrhaging money. (laughs) (sighs) All right, guys. Um, any other bets? Are we wrapping up? We we poco? Are we? No, I'm ready to poke. The the Raiders' past defense has not been good this year, so let's just hope for that. As Alex takes his final sip, polishing off that highlight, that ice cold. It's got me hooked, man. I really want one now. It's got like I get one. This picture of the little bead of sweat coming down the side, like the commercial. You got time in whatever fake time zone you're in. (laughs) All right, guys. That's it for us. Um, Keep it locked in to the AcmePackingCompany.com podcast feed. We have Justice Mosqueda coming up tomorrow, previewing the game against the Raiders. And, um, yeah, I don't know, man. Running out of steam. A quarterly business review. It takes it out of me. He needs a drink. We gotta, we we gotta, we gotta check in once a quarter with that review. <laughs> we should have a meeting after this meeting to talk about how the meeting went. To debrief, yeah. yeah. Should we keep doing the meeting? Should we change the frequency of the meeting? Well, Zach, my calendar is up to date, so if you want to find time, <laughs> just find some time. Just grab some yeah. time. <laughs> All right, guys. I gotta go to bed. All right, <laughs> for them, I'm me. See you guys later. Go pack, go. Find some time. <laughs>